0: This episode is brought to you by TBS. It's October, and that means the MLB postseason is back on TBS. You can watch the biggest and brightest in the American League take the field and battle it out for a spot in the World Series. There will be crazy hits and clutch performances, jaw-dropping action from the Division Series on October 11th, and, of course, you have to watch the crowning of the next American League champion. Catch the best of the MLB postseason all month long on TBS. You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play. Download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5. Deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League, every game, every day from a sports betting perspective with pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your
2: host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to The Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network for Sunday, February 21st, Ian Cameron. Uh, Your host, as always, uh, Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy. You know they're my regular colleagues here on the Ice Guys. Uh, Both of them uh, off today, but will be back with me tomorrow. But back with me today uh, is a guy that we had for the first time on the Ice Guys show yesterday. Special guest back again for more, Ryan Money Mac McDonald. As you see, if you're watching the show on YouTube, you see on the marquee right there. You can follow him on Twitter, at MoneyMac underscore sports. Uh, It was good having him on the show for the first time. He's back today. Uh, Ryan, how are you? Are you looking forward to Sunday? Good, good, Ian. Yeah, yeah. looking forward to uh, having a better
1: Sunday than Saturday. It was uh, was definitely a dog night in the NHL last night, and I was on the wrong end of a few of those, but going to get back at
2: it tonight and see if we can uh, get some winners. Yeah, it sure was, Ryan. There's no question. I mean, you look at the underdogs across the board that got the job done uh, in the NHL. started with the two early afternoon games. The Buffalo Sabres as a big dog against New Jersey, getting the job done. The New York Rangers as a dog against the Washington Capitals, winning 4-1. The Detroit Red Wings, how about them getting off the mat after they got pummeled by the Panthers in the first game? They beat them 2-1 yesterday. Carolina, stunning shutout of Tampa Bay. Not just beating Tampa Bay, shutting them out. You don't see the lightning uh, basically goose-egged very often, but we saw that last night against Carolina. Impressive job by the uh, Hurricanes there. That was another underdog that won. The LA Kings just basically took uh, Arizona's uh, revenge-minded ways and shoved it right back in their face. A 4-2 to victory uh, for the LA Kings. Impressive there. San Jose, 5-4 over St. Louis. Blew a big lead, but came back to get the game-winning goal and win that one. Another dog that cashed in. Nashville uh, beating Columbus. Uh, begrudgingly, I have to admit, Nashville uh, won a hockey game. Uh, they beat Columbus 4-2 to uh, last night, but they were full marks for it. That was a terrible effort by Columbus, and the shots were 38-18 for Nashville at one point. So it's almost like Columbus won the first game and said, you know what, this team's so bad, we can just step on the ice and think we, we can just going to get a win by not putting in the work, not winning puck battles, uh, not generating offense, not moving our feet. They were in the penalty box all night. That's what happens. You can't ever disrespect your opponent. You're, if you're better than them, you've got to still p- put in the work. You've still got to bring that compete level to where it needs to be because these are still NHL teams. These are still professionals. You can't ever do that, and Columbus paid the price for that with a uh, feeble work ethic and feeble effort last night. Uh, Toronto with the 5-3 win against Montreal as Austin Matthews continues to just be sick, uh, wicked, and nasty right now as far as to steal of Chuck Swirsky. Uh, term uh yeah he has been absolutely amazing two more goals last night uh one of the best releases in the nhl and that's exactly how he scored both of those goals against Carey price uh, minnesota beats anaheim 5-1 and what on earth is wrong with the edmonton o- or sorry with the calgary flames a seven to one loss to the edmonton oilers they're another team that deserves my wrath like nashville has been the last uh, few weeks this team's got problems Johnny Gaudreau disappears for extended stretches in games. He did it again last night. That's a problem. Sean Monaghan's injured, so I can't criticize him. But when he gets back, he's got to be more consistent. You look at the defense. This defense is awful right now, the way they're playing. They're getting beaten to the net. They're coughing up the puck. They're just totally out of position in their own zone, breaking down left and right in the defensive zone. And I look at the blue line, I'm seeing – Giordano look a little bit like his best days are behind him he's had a really tough season uh, for the Flames that's a big reason why this blue line's uh, struggled you look at some of the other guys that haven't really been playing the level they have have even has been guilty of you know getting uh, beaten defensively at times this year uh, you know they've got a couple of youngsters Valamaki and Nesterov that don't look like they're NHL ready just yet maybe they will be but so far, not really. And Noah Hannafin, what on earth has happened to this guy's game? Like, first-round pick at one point. You know, this is a guy that was getting 30 points, you know, in a season from the blue line in the past with uh, Carolina. And now you see him three points, barely a plus player, you know, and he's been not making much of an impact on that blue line. That whole collective Calgary blue line right now is just in shambles. The team is in shambles, as actually. And finally, Jacob Markstrom's back has been broken. From carrying the team, you know, and finally you're seeing him get shelled and lit up and given up some goals. Uh, and I don't think you can fault him if you know if things could be a lot worse right now for the Calgary Flames if not for Jacob Markstrom. So they've got plenty of problems. Uh, so that was a look back at Saturday, Ryan. How about your thoughts on what we saw uh, on the Saturday slate uh, yesterday? What were some of the results uh that stuck out to you, other than of course your leaps? Although I'll give you some time to uh boast and uh. Revel in the joy of their big victory last night over the dreaded Habs.
1: Yeah, that was uh, it was nice to get a rivalry rivalry win, especially being a hometown team for me. Uh, surprised to see Washington come out as flat as they did um, against New York there, and they just didn't, uh, they just weren't able to find the back of the net. And then the um, the San Jose and the St Louis game um, when San, when St Louis came back from with four goals in a second I thought for sure they had it they just weren't able to buckle down against um much weaker San Jose team especially with all the injury problems that they have so that was surprising on its own even though it was a 5-4 win for San Jose and like you said what's going on with this Calgary team because they just didn't show up last night in a back-to-back game against a uh in province opponent especially uh against Edmonton but McDavid did what McDavid does and stole the show and there wasn't much they could do to stop him. and uh Tampa definitely uh I'll be looking for them their next game after that flat spot 4 nothing against Carolina I just can't see them dropping two in a row so I'll be eyeing them in their next matchup because that was uh that was my best bet of the night and uh, I didn't see that going that way that's for sure and yeah, then the uh, the outdoor game we had it was delayed early and then uh, didn't get going until 9 p.m. local time there, I think, and uh, got another slow outdoor game, just like we thought. So the under came through in that one. Actually, I hit the under live when they had a quick first goal. So I got it at five and a half and at six and a half. So that was nice last night. But uh, like to see, it was nice to see pittsburgh get the win for uh, crosby's a thousandth game and uh with that little tribute they did to him in the pregame, thought that was pretty cool especially uh with all he's done for that organization so uh a few bright spots few uh few down spots for me last night it was nice to get matthews uh anytime goal score and to score two or more at 500 i know i gave out um the matthews anytime goal score um as an official play and i personally sprinkled uh, some on the plus 500 at uh two or more so uh i think that about wraps it up for me for last night ended up five and seven uh what i gave out on the show not not the best night that's for sure but uh back at it today and hopefully uh pick the spots a little bit better
2: yeah, that's, that was my Saturday. Some good, some bad. When it came to the NHL from a betting standpoint, won some, lost some. And that's essentially what it was, you know. Yeah, can't, can't especially right. when you're an extreme high volume guy like me, you're yeah. going to have days like that, and you accept that when you're you, when you when you take on a high volume approach like I do, uh, and you're just looking to grind out profit day by day, week by week, month by month. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. And people say, "How do you do it with these high volume?" Well. First of all, I'm high volume, but people think that high volume means I'm putting thousands and tens of thousands of dollars in play. It's not necessarily the case. My unit structure is quarter unit to two units per play, and the one and two unit plays are very rare, extremely rare. Uh, so most of the 90% of my wagers are quarter unit and a half unit each. That's the way it has to be. That's the way it has to be. I mean, you got people out there that think they can get away with betting, you know, 15 or 20 games a day you know 10 units and 50 units and all this nonsense and all these really unrealistic unit uh, amounts and unit numbers that they set to their betting scale and it's, it's like insane. you're just going to lead people down a primrose path of disaster you know yeah. if you have, if you do that so you've got to scale back if you're going to do that approach keep you know do a low do a low unit high volume approach don't do a big unit high volume approach or you're putting in a ton of money into that and that's where you get into trouble that's why even if i have that just that really awful day that four and 15 day or that four and 12 day which is going to happen when you're doing high volume like me you survive it because you're going low unit approach you know it's not going to drain you when you have that day uh and that's whereas if you're going to go big with your high volume approach in terms of your unit size terms of your wager amount it will drain you a four and 15 day you know you are going to be in the point where you know you're sucking out most of your most of your bankroll that currently had existed so uh, that's why i stress that and that's why i tell people that's why the approach works for me because of the way i go about it with the low unit sizes that's the way you have to if you're going to be betting a lot of plays per day uh so that's just a little uh primer there on how uh to handle things if you're going to be involved in high volume but yeah thank you uh ryan for bringing up the uh the outdoor game because i totally glossed over mentioning that but yeah i mean uh colorado uh three two win this team is just they've got it all right now you talk about a complete hockey team they've got four lines that of depth that can all score and factor into the offense they have a blue line that is got a nice combination of experience and a lot of talented youth. And these talented youth, you would think there's growing pains, there's struggles, not these guys, not Sam Girard, not Kale McCarr, not Bowen Byram, who stepped into the lineup at 19 years old and looks like he's been in the league for three years. And what I like about their blue line is they can move the puck, they're great skaters, and they can quickly get back defensively. You see these guys race to get back into defensive position. There's a reason why they're a top-notch defensive team in the league as well, Colorado, because those mobile blue liners with that great skating ability can get themselves back into position, even if they pinch in, even if they take an extra chance or two at the opponent's blue line, because they have that skating ability to get back on defense. And, of course, Philip Grubauer, Annette, who a lot of people were still skeptical of coming into this season, has been rock-steady. In So tell me where the flaw is right now with the Colorado Avalanche. I don't see it. And one last thing about the uh, NHL game, Ryan, maybe I'll get your thoughts after about Colorado specifically, but this has to be finally what we saw yesterday with the hot sun burning a hole through the ice, essentially causing that game to be delayed until midnight Eastern when it was restarted. This has to be the final uh, nail in the coffin of having real early afternoon you know, outdoor games, you got to put them at night, you know, because now we've seen more and more and global warming is a thing, regardless of what anyone says, we're, we're seeing it, you know, you've got to put these games on at night, y- you know, you're going to get better ice conditions. It's unfortunate you couldn't see the mountains or see that great skyline and, and view in the background when the game was finished at night uh, yesterday compared to during the day. But, you know, the ice conditions have to be the first and foremost thought. You know, you can't have referees like Wes Macaulay slipping and sliding on the ice yesterday. You can't have, you know, Alex Petrangelo even do a toe pick, you know, in during the daytime part, the first period of that game, which was played during the day, it was not safe, you know, and, and they made the right call. It probably shouldn't have started at, at all, but they made the right call after the first period to say, you know what, we got to play it at night and this should be a uh, wake-up call to the NHL to Gary Bettman, Bill Daly, and the league to say, you know what, we been, m- might just have to start doing all of these uh, outdoor games at night uh, and see, uh, and to make sure that uh, safety, uh, player safety, uh, and uh, making sure the ice is in as you know good a condition as possible for the game uh, becomes uh, the first and foremost factor. But uh, Ryan, any final thoughts? Colorado, the outdoor game, anything else? And then we'll go, uh, start breaking down today's card yeah, just like we thought it was gonna be a low
1: scoring game, and uh, even with that one goal goal early in the, um, I don't know if you noticed it, but with that that first goal, that puck bounced quite a bit to get find the back of the net and it skipped in and skipped past flurry and I feel like you know, on a regular ice surface, you don't see that goal go in. Um, so I think that factored into it. and I think we it fell into just what we thought with the low scoring game that it actually gave out. And yeah, like you said, you can't you can't let the guys play on a nice surface like that, especially with uh, with how bad it actually was. Um, I think, like you said, it was the last day. Um, might might be the last day outdoor game we see, but uh, they did make it work in L. A. and uh, believe Dallas too, didn't they? So during the day.
2: So I think it was night. thought that it was questionable, the questionable why yeah. they
1: could make it work. I, uh, I was very surprised they had his. Oh, I'm about. You're frozen. You hear me?
2: Oh, yeah, I hear you. Keep going. Yep, you're good.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I was surprised they couldn't, uh, they had as many issues with the ice as they could, but, uh, like you said, it was unfortunate. We couldn't see that backdrop, but, uh, uh, well, it is what it is. We got to see it at the beginning, but, uh, still got to see a great game of hockey anyways.
2: Yes, we sure did. It, it was, and you know what? That was now three. And I know, I think all three of them stayed under the total, but I don't care about overs yep. unders. I care about... And, or scoring or low scoring. I care about they were competitive games. There was playoff intensity. There was a little bit of everything. There was a lot of chances. The goaltending was stellar in all three games. It was not a dull game. Uh, it was one goal games, all three of them. I mean, what more can you ask for than that, uh, other than a playoff series between those two teams, which I hope we see, and I actually think we'll see it. But, uh, yeah, Vegas and Colorado, and they'll play each other one more time as well uh, on uh, Monday night. So, Uh, Looking forward to that. All right, Sunday. Let's turn our attention now to today and what's ahead of us. We've got four games on tap. We'll start with the first game, the game that was rescheduled from night to afternoon because the Flyers-Bruins outdoor game today in Lake Tahoe got pushed back to the night. So they moved this game from night to early, and that's New Jersey uh, taking on Washington here. 2 p.m. Eastern on NBC. We've got Washington minus 160, Home favorites, total six shaded to the over uh, in this game. Both of these teams coming off losses yesterday. They both played yesterday afternoon, uh, and both of them uh, lost. The Washington Capitals to the New York Rangers, uh, and of course the New Jersey Devils uh, losing to the uh, Buffalo Sabres in somewhat surprising fashion, 3-2. to But again, I said on yesterday's show, I'm worried about the spot here for the Devils. Big underdog wins against the Bruins and Rangers. Playing Buffalo, uh, the desperate Sabres who – Uh, rallied back and played one of their better, definitely their best game since returning from their COVID shutdown to get the victory in that game. Uh, Washington uh, had their chances yesterday. Peter LaViolette saying we didn't generate enough. You know, offense has not usually been the the lack of offense has not usually been the problem here for the Washington Capitals. But Peter LaViolette said we didn't really generate as much offensive zone time as we needed to. Uh, VTech gave us a chance. He said we needed to be in the offensive zone a little bit more. So I think the onus based on what the coach's quotes were is that we're going to see, try to see Washington improve on the forecheck, really try to, you know, dictate have better puck possession, more zone time. And if they have that zone time, you then have to look at the opponent. What are they bringing to the table defensively? Well, they're bringing Aaron Dell. uh, Farmer in the Dell is finally making his return here for the first time this season uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils, his first start of the year. He's a guy that's played in San Jose the last few years. He actually started the season with Toronto uh, briefly, but they put him on waivers, and now he's with uh, New Jersey here. I mean, Aaron Dell is what he is. He's a <coughs> mediocre average at best journeyman goaltender, 3.01 goals against average, 907 save percentage uh, in 33 appearances last year uh, for the San Jose Sharks. But now he's got to face a Capitals team that isn't happy about their offensive game. That's number one. And number two, uh, or ninth in the NHL in goals scored per game, 3.31 goals per game on average. So this is a tricky spot here for New Jersey and Washington off the loss. I'm not going to lay the price with Washington. I've got two bets on this game. Here's the approach I'm taking. I'm going with Washington's team total over three and a half. I think that is something really that I don't want to worry about because Samsonov might actually be in and returned in net for Washington. He hasn't played in a while, and that worries the hell out of me. About laying the price with Washington, I don't want to have to fret about what does New Jersey do from an offensive standpoint against a potentially rusty goaltender if he starts in this game, and if he doesn't start, it's going to be Craig Anderson, who you know is an old guy now, uh, he's not not someone I trust at this stage of his career. So I would rather not lay the money line price with the Capitals. Worry about what New Jersey might or might not do, and just focus on the fact that I think Washington's going to score. Washington's going to find the back of the net, which is why I like that team total over three and a half with the Capitals. And I also like the full game uh, over six here, minus 120. I know New Jersey's trended under uh, in three games since they returned. All of those with Blackwood in net, who's been absolutely outstanding. You could argue he bailed them out against the Rangers. You know, I thought the Rangers could have beat New Jersey, but Blackwood was sensational. You could argue that even Boston could have beat New Jersey. Blackwood kind of stole that one as well. There's no Blackwood to steal the game for the Devils this afternoon. There's a huge drop-off, in my opinion, going from him to Aaron Dell. So uh, I like this. It's going to be Anderson. Uh, there we go. Yes, uh, in the in that it looks like uh, for this game. Craig Anderson. So not uh, Samsonov, not ready to go. I, st- I like the over even more than probably yep. for the whole game uh, in that case. So I'm going to do two bets, Washington's team total over uh, and also the full game over six here at minus 120. Ryan, what do you like here with Devils Capitals?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, right with you there. Actually, got the over six uh, penciled in already as well. Um, both these teams have uh, trended over late lately. From what I found, uh, Washington's over fourteen in the last nineteen home games. Um, they're also six and one in the last seven at home versus Jersey. Uh, Jersey is, uh, five and 15 versus the last 20 in Washington. So, or last 20 versus Washington and, uh, over in last five of seven on the road. So I got the over six penciled in with this game, especially when I seen, uh, De- it was going to be Dell and, uh, possibly Samsonov in his first game back. But like you said, with Anderson, he's a little bit older, it's a little bit, uh, at the end of his journey and not as sharp and reflexes aren't as quick anymore so uh and with Dell having that long layoff and not playing a game in a long time loving the over here so uh, especially with the way they've been putting up goals Washington's been putting up 3.8 3.38 and Jersey's been putting up 2.75 so I think if we can get two from Jersey I think we'll definitely see at least four from uh Washington if not five and uh so I think the over is to play in this game. I lean to Washington on – I'd like to lean on Washington on the side, but with the back, back – back-to-back. And Philly's actually been pretty well on the road against the spread. Against the spread away, they're 5-1 and one this year and 8-5 and five overall. So majority of their against their spread wins this year have come on the road. They're also straight up 4-1-1 one and one on the road. So I like – I – My gut says Washington, but uh, my head says
2: uh, Jersey lean, but locking in the over six. Yeah, I like uh, over six. I probably like the over six now with Anderson. Craig Anderson confirmed a net for Washington even more than the team total for the Caps, but I'm sticking with the team total for the Caps, too, because I do expect them to pepper Aaron with plenty of shots. So it's just as – and by the way, Washington – I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but Washington has played a lot of these Sunday afternoon games on NBC. And this is another one. And they have had a ton of them go over the total. I can't even remember how many of them have been lower scoring. You know, they've been over the total, over machines, Washington, it seems whenever they play these Sunday, Saturday afternoon games on national television. Uh, So it wouldn't surprise me to see more of the same here. Speaking of uh,
1: Sunday stats, actually, Jersey is – Seven and zero in the last straight up in the last seven Sunday games played.
2: There you go, and some teams take to it, yeah, you know, and and, you know find a way to prepare themselves because hockey players are like creatures of habit. They got to adjust their sometimes the way they do things leading up to a game when it's an early start compared to an evening game. Uh, But it hasn't affected the Capitals. They've been uh, excellent apparent in these uh, Sunday uh, matchups here uh, going into this one. Uh, I'm trying to think. or is it, is it? Is it? Oh, someone says caps have yet to win on a Sunday. Is it seven and zero oh or zero oh and seven? Washington.
1: Let I me just double I check. Seen that As well, seen somebody just put that in, in the chat as well. I think it's worth. Uh, what's the price
2: on? uh what Can we get on New Jersey right now?
1: Devils are seven
2: and zero oh in their last. No, Capitals are zero oh and five in their last Sunday game. So it's the Devils that are seven and zero. Oh. Devils are seven and zero in yeah. the last uh, seven, but they don't play a ton of Sunday games as, or as many. So, you know what? By the way, I'm gonna I'm if, gonna take if you're uh, I'm gonna take a shot on
1: New Jersey as well tonight.
2: This afternoon, you mean? Yeah. I,
1: I got to take a shot with New Jersey here on a Sunday, with seven and zero against a, a Washington team that played last night, and I mean Jersey did too, but they got the win. So I feel like they might have a little bit of momentum here rolling into this Sunday game. And uh, at 140 versus on a back to back, I'm gonna take a shot with it. So I'm gonna go Jersey and uh, the over six.
2: All right, so there we go. Adding a Jersey. Uh, I can't back Aaron Dell, but I understand that the price is pretty good uh, with this uh, New Jersey team. Uh, I do think uh, consensus is we'll probably see a lot of goals. That's the thing in this game. And I know New Jersey has New Jersey's been defensive-minded. There's no question. They've been a low-scoring hockey team, but they got Heshear back, and he was just named the captain yesterday. Uh, Nikita Gusev now is returning as well today. That's one of their better offensive players. This team's going to have a full forward group finally for the first time uh, in a while. So much better chance for them to be able to score goals, find the back of the net. Uh, today uh, in this game against Washington. They got all hands on deck. Jack Hughes, Palmieri, uh, he Shear, Gusev. They're all healthy now. Uh, so it's a better, more potent devil team offensively uh, with everybody back. Uh, next up, we've got Montreal and Ottawa, Montreal minus two twenty road favorites, total six shaded to the over <clears throat> in this game, Montreal losing, of course, last night to Toronto, a disappointing loss for them back and forth game. Uh, bounce-back situation potentially for Montreal. Ottawa's going to have Matt Murray in net uh, for this game. Marcus Hogberg, of course, is out for one to two weeks, so it'll be Matt Murray's net for an extended period of time. Uh, Ottawa certainly uh, had, uh, other than you know coming back from the death to beat Toronto in the first of the three games, they struggled in the other two, uh, lost the other two games to the Leafs. It is a back-to-back for Montreal, but the travel from Montreal to Ottawa isn't that extreme. Uh, You know, it's just a little bus ride essentially uh, down the highway. Uh, That's about it. I don't, I'm not laying the price with Montreal. Ottawa does work their ass off. You know, Ottawa does work hard. They keep coming. They keep coming at you. And if you're Montreal, you've got to be ready for that uh, going into this game tonight. This game, I'm kind of interested in Montreal team total over, but I get the sense after, you know, Ottawa just let Toronto completely light them up defensively. Here's the thing that I will like in this game. Watch the status of Thomas Shabbat for Ottawa. You know, Thomas Shabbat, do-do-do-do-do. Thomas Shabbat, do-do-do-do. Make sure you uh, keep an eye on his status uh, for this game tonight because he didn't play Thursday uh, against Toronto. That was, I believe, the third game he's missed this season. Go back and look at the three games that Thomas Shabbat has missed for Ottawa this year on their blue line. They have, been lit. they have been destroyed defensively in all three of those games. I think those were the two Edmonton games where they gave up like seven goals and five goals in those two games. And then, of course, against Toronto the other night, they put a seven spot uh, on the board uh, against Ottawa without Shabbat. So without Shabbat, this team has crumbled in their own zone defensively. And if he's not in tonight, that's going to have me looking at Montreal team total uh, over in this one. That's my lean right now regardless of whether he suits up, but it'll absolutely be added to the card and it absolutely will be a bet if he's not on the ice tonight for the senators, Thomas Shabbat. So my lean right now, I haven't locked it in yet, but my lean right now in this game, the only thing I would consider is Montreal team total over three and a half here, which is at minus minus one twenty-five. Ryan, what do you think your Habs versus senators?
1: Uh, with uh, Marine would is it, it's Alan been confirmed right for Montreal
2: not confirmed but it, you can pretty much almost you can pretty much
1: up. pencil it in almost yeah I don't do see price do going on back-to-back especially yeah. this early in the season especially against an Ottawa team where Montreal probably doesn't feel like they need to run price in a back-to-back tonight and he's Alan's been putting up some really good numbers this year you can probably say he's been better of the two goalies there in Montreal I mean Price has gotten the wins, but uh, his numbers just quite quite haven't been there. He's uh, gotten his wins off his uh, offense more. So then his save, um, Montreal is actually 7-1-2 and two versus Ottawa in the last 10, which makes me want to um, lean to Montreal. But with the price they're at right now and on a back-to-back, I know the travel is not much of a factor, but to wear and tear um, on your body playing on a back-to-back night, especially two big games. I do like the um, the under in this game though. Um, these two teams have trended under in the last little bit against each other and head-to-head. Ottawa's under seven of the last ten, under in the last six versus Montreal. But in the last six at home versus Montreal, they're zero six. So. I'd like to stay away from the side in this game and I'm going to go with the under six. I think, uh, with a back to back game, it's going to be a little bit low scoring. Um, can't see Ottawa getting too many goals. They're not going to blow Montreal out of the water here, but, uh, so I'm going to go with the under six in this game. And actually I like to fully to score at plus plus one thirty-five and, uh, on the Montreal side, and I think if you wanted an Ottawa player to score, Stutzel at plus two seventy five wouldn't be a bad bet either. Um, he seems to be finding his way in the NHL right now, and Ottawa's giving him, giving him the opportunities to score. So especially on the power play and uh, just with the ice time, and I think he uh, in a back to back game, he might be able to generate some scoring chances against a more tired Montreal game,
2: team tonight. Yeah, uh, so you're liking – do you want under – there's under 6.5 minus 130 at some spots or under 6 plus 100 at some spots. Do you want the 6.5? I would think you'd want the 6.5. I think
1: I'm getting a 6 right now, at plus – or not plus. um, I'm just going to check my book here. Um, I believe it's a 6, which I'm I'm more than happy, Lane. Yeah, 6 out of minus 110. So – Gonna gonna go with the under six and a half at minus one ten. And uh we gonna go with Toffoli, anytime goal scorer, plus plus one thirty-five and stutzel at plus two seventy-five. Stutzel's
2: not always the, not a bad option at that price because he's getting chances every game for the Ottawa Senators, without question. So under six at uh, minus one ten here of Montreal, Ottawa for uh Ryan and like in uh Toffoli and stutzla goal scoring wise. Yeah, I'm looking at Shabbat here. He has actually only missed two games this year. Sorry, not three. This would be the third if he misses it. But the two games he didn't play, they gave up eight goals to Edmonton and seven goals the other night to Toronto. So if he's not in, I'm in on this team total over for Montreal. There's no question yeah. about it. They have not – like, I'm going to put my defensive uh, abilities in the hands and the skates of Good Branson and Zaitsev, who couldn't even stick on the leaf blue line. He was not so bad, you know, and all these – and Wolanin. And and all these – it's Mike Riley and and Artem Zub. Artem Zub's actually played kind of good for Ottawa, but he's still young, and he's got to play more minutes if Shabbat's not in there. He's still not ready for that, even though he's got a little potential. Uh, if Shabbat's not – and Shabbat is a game-time decision. Uh, DJ Smith said it, the head coach, not going to know until like 30 minutes before game time if he's in or not. The pregame skate will dictate that. If you don't see him in there, I'm hopping in on that Montreal team total over. I mean, what are you, 15 goals and two games allowed without Thomas Shabbat in the lineup for Ottawa? That tells you um, how important uh, he has been here uh, to this Ottawa defense, without a doubt. All right, next up, we've got uh, the outdoor game, the second one uh, in Lake Tahoe this weekend. Philadelphia Flyers, Boston Bruins, Boston minus 180. uh, The total five and a half shaded to the under at minus 130 here uh, in this game. Uh, Philadelphia going to be without pretty much the same group of players that they did not have the other night against the uh, New York Rangers when they lost uh, to the Rangers in that game. Uh, so it's unfortunate. They're depleted, and it's kind of showing because they've lost four in a row. Uh, they lost a heartbreaker against the Rangers. You, got, you can't fault their effort, 3-2 in a shootout. Uh, but definitely, you're looking at Claude Giroux, the captain, Jake Voracek, Travis Konechny, Oscar Lindblom, Scott Lawton, who actually had a hat-trick against Washington uh, not uh, pretty recently. You know, that's like that's like nearly half of your team's offense right there out of the lineup. You know, the only guys that are still near the top of your team offensively, p- production-wise, goal scoring and points, is JVR and Sean Couturier. You know, outside of that, you have pretty much lost everybody that's a main catalyst offensively for this Flyers team. So that's a lot of artillery to have out of the lineup here. Uh, going into this game once again, uh, facing the uh, Bruins, um, it's going to be tough, I would think. They've got to play defensive. Al- Alain Vigneault has said that. Um, you know, if it it goes down to at the end of the game, you got to be able to make a defensive play. Three uh, two shootout loss to the Rangers, uh, depleted team. You know, I think they've realized we can't outscore teams right now. Got to be solid in our own zone. looks like we've lost Ryan, by the way. We'll see if we can reconnect with him. But uh, you got to be solid in your own zone. I'm sure that's the message from Alain Vigneault to the Philadelphia Flyers right now uh, in order uh, to make sure they give themselves a chance. I thought they played a solid enough defensive game, you know, a little bit of a more of a low-risk game. We're not jumping in our defensemen. We're going to try to keep a puck in front of us at all times, make sure we're not giving up those odd-man rushes and those prime scoring chances the other direction. I think that's the way they've got to play. I mean, when you're without the, that key group of forwards and all of them among your top offensive weapons, you're going to have to revert to more of a tight-checking, defensive-minded style. And the Flyers usually play that way anyway, but even more so now. It's not all uh, perfect for the Bruins either from an injury perspective. Of course, uh, Matt Grizzlick is out on the blue line. Jakob Zaboral is out on the blue line. And the big absence up front is David Krejci, second-line center. Uh, for the Boston Bruins. Uh, he will not play in this game uh, for uh, Boston. Uh, he is out of the lineup due to a lower body injury. didn't even make the trip uh, to Lake Tahoe here uh, with this uh, Bruins team, and that's a key absence, and it puts more pressure on, uh, even as amazing as they are, it puts even more pressure on Marshawn, Bergeron, and Posternak. forces Charlie Coyle to have to step up into the second-line center role for Boston with Nick Ritchie and Craig Smith. Uh, so it does jumble their uh, lineup a little bit, and if you're Philadelphia, you put all the attention you can defensively on Marshawn, Bergeron, and Posternak, and you are really make an, uh, make an emphasis to force the Bruins, you know, to try to find other sources of offense. And the Bruins haven't been scoring goals lately. I mean, they've, they, they're on a two-game losing streak, uh, losing to the Islanders and Devils uh, in their last two games. Uh, finding the back of the net has been a bit of a problem here for Boston uh, in these last few games. Even the wins against the Rangers last weekend – Three goals in one game, two goals in the other. And then you see them score just two against Jersey uh, in the loss. And then they get shut down by uh, the Islanders as well. Uh, so all of a sudden, Boston's offense has dried up. I know Ryan cashed a ticket with the under in the outdoor game yesterday, as did I. And, you know, I don't bet many unders, but I'm betting an under here. You'd better believe it. I think we get a low scoring, tight checking game. Philly has to play that way with no connect need, no Giroux. No Voraček, no Lawton, too many like other than JVR and Couturier, and that's your top two scores that are still there. Everybody else, in terms of your top offensive players, are not in there tonight for the Flyers. So I think they know they got to win games low scoring right now till they get these guys back. I'm not un- not involved in the side here, but I like uh, under five and a half here at minus one thirty with the Flyers and Bruins. And again, that ice is it's going to be at night. The ice conditions will be a little bit better, but. The ice is still a little bumpy, a little choppy, even at night. The puck is bouncing a little bit, uh, even in the uh, end of the Vegas-Colorado game last night. So I think it'll be hard to get those crisp passes going and, and crisp offensive execution in, those kind of, in that kind of environment. So I like the under in that game uh, between the Flyers and Bruins. Ryan, what do you like with the uh, outdoor game, Flyers-Bruins?
1: Yeah, like you, Ian, I'm going back to the well here with the under. Uh, I've got the five and a half. Um
2: for me I think
1: Boston comes out tonight I think Boston's got to be the side like like you just listed off all uh Philly's players that are out for tonight and what they're left with and it's not much uh when it comes to top end talent and top end scoring there so I think the if you're going to go with the side it's got to be Boston tonight and you're laying 175 which I'm not too excited about um lane one seventy five with this Boston team after the slide, a little bit of a slide they've been on and find it, being able to lose against teams like New York and so I'm gonna go under five and a half and for a better price, I'm gonna go with Boston in regulation um, at minus one fifteen because uh, I think it is gonna be a low scoring game. Don't think we'll see an overtime game with how. Depleted Philly is. I don't think they're going to be able to find the back of the net too much tonight. Um, and as far as goal scores, um, I've kind of got on this goal scored prop kick. I think Boston's big boys are going to step up tonight. Um, your uh, star players seem to show up in big games and big mom- moments. And the way Pasta's started his season off, i like him to score at plus 110 tonight. Um, and if you were looking for somebody else, they got uh, Marshan or Bergeron at a nice price. But I see Pasta score being able to find one tonight in, big, in a big moment on TV with a lot of eyes on them. I think all the players know that uh, these outdoor games, especially the one-off, it's going to be this year, um, is going to get a lot of eyes and a lot of attention. And I think the Boston's big boys step up for them. So. I'm going with Boston in regulation at minus 115 and uh, sprinkle a puck line because I think if they win in regulation, there'll be an empty netter there at the end, and that's at plus 145. So Boston minus one and a half at plus one forty 140, plus 145. Pasta to score at plus 110 and the under. Um, I believe I've got it locked in at minus 135.
2: All right, there you go. So a little bit of everything there. A little Boston, small on the Boston puck line, a little bit more for Ryan on the regulation at minus 115 and under five and a half, minus 130 uh, as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, to me, the I'm just sticking with the under. The flyers are depleted. You know, four four or five of their top offensive players. They still have Couturier and JVR who have been good offensively this year. But outside of in the lineup tonight, but outside of that, uh, everybody else seems to be missing. And the Bruins aren't scoring right now either. So I'm sticking with the under here. I think if
1: you were to uh, want to pick somebody from Philly to to score in tonight's game, you get a really good price on uh, JVR. And he seems to always be around the front of the net. So you can get him actually plus 190 to score any time. And I think you might see him pop one for Philly. And I think that might be their lone bright spot for the night in uh,
2: Lake Tahoe. All right, so maybe JVR, yeah, and all, like I say, all the guys you're mentioning from a goal scoring prop standpoint, I wouldn't give you a definitive argument against any of them. I wouldn't say no, don't bet that. Like Posternak, how am I going to say to someone with a straight face, "Don't bet Posternak to score a goal"? Yeah, exactly. Right, you know? I mean, it's just uh you know, he's uh, he's cooled off a little. The whole team has, but you know, yeah. he's a threat to score every single night. So, but that
1: when they've cooled off a little, that means you know they got love- they got to be warming up at some point coming. So. I'm going to take a shot here with that tonight.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that'll be a good one. Uh, Flyers and uh, Bruins. Uh, see how that one uh, plays out. Uh, we, Nick Ritchie at plus 500 play.
1: is not a bad look either. Uh, yeah, he has so, found the net. He probably sent times. me that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 if you want, like I say, if you, the, the bar. Now, I had someone on Twitter run into problems a couple weeks ago saying they put too much money on the goal scoring props. You shouldn't be betting the same unit size as you no. do your game no nope. uh, I,
1: I treat it when I bet goal scoring props they treat it more like coffee money than an actual uh standard unit size because like you said they're hit and miss you can't be throwing a standard unit size on them not unless you're absolutely confident um I mean I guess Matthews would have been a good good spot to do that with last night but uh I just sprinkled it um but yeah Keep, keep your bets small, guys, uh, when you're betting volume and betting goal-scored props. Um, bank management is key when you're a high-volume player like Ian and I.
2: Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. No question about that. All right, final game, Ryan, Winnipeg-Vancouver. Uh, we've got the uh, Canucks, minus 105 to minus 110 uh, in this one, the total six across the board. Um, very interesting game. I always like these situations where it's two good teams, two capable offensive teams, and they didn't get the goals. The other in the first meeting, I think the goals come in the second meeting. What did we see with uh, Toronto Montreal? We saw two to one last uh, Saturday in uh, Toronto. What did we see last night in the rematch? You know, <laughs> high scoring shootout uh, in that game, five to three uh, for Toronto. What did we see with Edmonton Calgary on Friday night? Two to one for uh, Edmonton. What did we see last night? Seven to one, you know, an offensive uh, outburst. What did we see with Winnipeg Vancouver on Friday night? Two nothing shutout win for Winnipeg. Let's give Laurent Brossois a lot of credit. He started in net Friday night for the Jets. What an outstanding performance. He, he, Connor Hellebuck couldn't have played any better Friday night against uh, the Canucks, getting the shutout there. I think the Canucks find it offensively tonight. Even though it is Hellebuck back in net, you would think, geez. You know, why would you want to think that Vancouver is going to explode offensively now with Hellebuck playing tonight? But Hellebuck's actually kind of been hit or miss the last few starts. He hasn't been that brick wall. And Winnipeg, I think, can find the back of the net as well. And after a 2 nothing game, I like to revert back to a higher scoring the next time out, especially when you have two teams that have the offensive uh, capabilities that both the Canucks and the Jets have. So I'm not betting the side. I would lean Vancouver on the bounce back, um, but I didn't, you know, I, I'm Minus 110 is not a great price. Vancouver's still not in that. I'd rather take an underdog price with Vancouver than lay anything with them. I lean Vancouver for sure, but I like the over more than anything here. Uh, That's what I'm going to go with. Over six minus 115 with the Jets and the Canucks tonight. Uh, Ryan, what do you think here? Winnipeg, Vancouver.
1: Um, I think the – I mean, Vancouver's starting to figure it out. They're starting to be able to put together some wins and uh, put the puck in the back of the net. And they've been able to get a save or two as of late, so they're not they're not as dismal as they were looking uh, through that four or five game stretch there where they just couldn't do anything right. Um, I'm not seeing a goalie confirmed yet, but uh, what I see is it might be Holtby to go, and his numbers just just aren't there. And with Halbeck going tonight, I think. Uh, I like the over, like you said. I like that trend where it's low score in first game, high score in second game. But uh, I'm you're not gonna get Winnipeg at a minus one ten too many times this year. Um, I don't I think this might be the last time you see them close to a dog versus Vancouver. Um, so I'm gonna go with Winnipeg moneyline at minus one ten. Um, just, I think they're undervalued here, and I think they should be a bigger favorite than minus one ten. Coming off a win um, with against the Vancouver team that hasn't really proved themselves yet this year, so I'm going with Vancouver minus one ten. They are nine and one in the last ten versus Vancouver, um, with the over under going three and seven. So I do think I think you might be right um, with the uh, goals coming tonight in, but. The numbers. I just. I'm gonna stay away from the total this game. I'm just gonna stick with my guns here and uh, go with Winnipeg minus 110. All right, Winnipeg
2: minus 110 to get the two game sweep <laughs> in Vancouver after winning two nothing on uh, Friday night. Uh, Ryan going back to the Jets here minus 110. Uh, in this matchup on Sunday night. All right, that is the breakdown of the uh NHL card of the four games taking place uh, tonight. Uh before we get to best bets to wrap up the show a reminder, make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account there after doing that and use the promo code THPN, you'll get bet boosts, you'll get the bonuses, you'll get all kinds of exclusive deals for Downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, signing up, and using that promo code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. So uh, be sure to do that uh, if you haven't already. All right, best bets to wrap up the uh, show. Uh, we'll start with our special guest, Ryan McDonald. You can follow him on Twitter at underscore sports. Uh, it's been good to have him on the show, these two weekend shows, and we'll look to have him back again on the show sometime down the road for sure. Ryan, uh, best bet. Where are you going for a uh, best bet? I'm going to
1: go best bet to uh, Boston in
2: regulation at minus 115 tonight. All right. Boston in regulation, minus 115. <laughs> uh, best bet for uh, Ryan in that game. Uh, mine is going to be – I was going to go, gonna go uh, either Bruins Flyers under. I also consider Devils Capitals over. Uh, But I'm going to go with um, Jets-Canucks over instead. Uh, The late-night matchup here. We've got uh, Winnipeg-Vancouver over six, minus 115. Good quote from Elias Pettersson saying, you know, it's another one of those games. We play hard, work ethics there, but we're not scoring. We're not producing. You know, when a a good goal scorer and a good offensive player like Elias Pettersson saying that, I'd expect him and his team to be better offensively tonight. Winnipeg, I think, will score as well. So Jets-Canucks over six minus 115 for my best bet uh, on this Sunday card. And that'll wrap up the show. Thank you to everyone for watching on YouTube live. And if you can't watch the show on YouTube daily, make sure you download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form so you can listen to the Ice Guys show daily uh, wherever you are on the go. We are the only seven days a week. NHL betting show anywhere so make sure uh, you tune in uh, live on YouTube or download the podcast on all major podcast providers Uh, thanks to everyone for uh, joining us for Ryan McDonald I'm Ian Cameron have a great Sunday enjoy the games and good luck we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network